It's time for the Motown Rundown, presented by Impact 89 FM, WDBM. This is your home for all things Detroit sports, from the Lions and Tigers to the Pistons and Red Wings. Now here's your host, Ryan Rabinowitz. All right, let's get after it. Episode 55, maybe, not quite sure, of the Motown Rundown. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Ryan Rabinowitz, joined alongside Trent Valley and Ryan Collins, coming to you from the Impact 89FM studios in East Lansing, Michigan. Gentlemen, good evening. Good evening. How are you? Doing, Doing great. Right. Great. Doing good great. to hear. A lot of, lot of things to be fired up about right now. There are. Plenty, uh, actually. In the, great 24 uh, in the hours. the Red Cedar. After a horrible, like, four days. For Michigan yeah, State sports, seriously, That's longer true. than that. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, they always say, as they always say, I'm sure it was Confucius or Socrates or one of them said, "It's always darkest before the dawn," and now here we are, the dawn. <laughs> okay, Carlos hated that so much. And Why he, did you hate that? Because you said Confucius look, okay, and you Socrates. Never, you never really take in his like facial expressions when you say those kinds of things. Socrates. You need, what is you Socrates? Need to, you need to appreciate. He's a philosopher. Is he? Dude, Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle. I'm... Where did you go to school? Didn't you go to a private school? They yeah. didn't teach you about these guys? No, because they taught me about being a winner. Oh, no, no, wow. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm, wow. kidding. I'm okay. kidding. No, it's okay. just... Hey, what, what, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, hard old move. That was. What's it called? In high school, you don't learn about that stuff, though. It's more like U.S. history type of stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I got my sprinkle of Socrates in. That's why I dropped it. But uh, either way... Mel Tucker's the new head coach of Michigan State football. Let's go. We're all jacked up about it. It's he a great his, hire. He had up. his press conference today. Uh, could have been better, but either way. He's probably, okay, he's it, probably it all happened so fast. He's did, probably yeah. really. Like, he doesn't have, like, a prepared statement like yeah. you probably would yeah. usually have. But it. great resume. Obviously, coming from Colorado, 5-7 and seven there last year. His first year as a head coach in college football. Um, but good hire. Exciting times. Yep. It could have been a lot worse. You know? Yeah. It could have been a lot worse. Of course. They columns. could have hired someone in-house, and they could have yeah. done this. I'm going to say this. I think he's a better fit than Fickle. I would agree with no, that, No, I think too. so, I think too. He, I think we, they wanted him more than Fickle almost no, to an no. extent. No, I think they wanted Fickle more, but I think Mel Tucker is just a better fit. Like, for where Michigan State is as, is as a program. Like, Luke Fickle is a good coach and would do good things at Michigan State. Yeah. Like, no question about that. I think he would, like, they would have a couple seasons where they contend for the Big Ten. Yeah. But Mel, Michigan State needs, like, a jolt of energy. Yes. And Mel Tucker is, like, he, one of those guys. brings it. That's what, yeah. That's what I think. Like, I think Luke Fickle, maybe this is incorrect. It's I, like I just feel Mark like he's Dan- a younger D'Antonio. Which like, is he's fine. Just, he would be good. Right. It's, it's still a breath of fresh air, but, like, Mel Tucker is just, like, a stomp down the door type of move. They're like, well, oh, yes. okay. Yeah. I think- and like them inv- investing all this money in their assistants. And like they're already going after guys from Kentucky trying yes. to get it like the best recruiters in Ohio. Yep. Something for me that was just, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm always doing that. I got to stop doing that. Coughing? Yeah, I'm always, I always do that. I got to take a sip of water. But I think something with Luke Fickle was he just, I, I he was doing a great job recruiting with Cincinnati, but that's like with all things considered that it's Cincinnati. I yeah. think like. Tucker's a guy who was taking D lineman from Saban. Yeah. So, I mean, that, there's there's levels to it. And I think you got the better recruiter and you got, like Colin said, a new jolt of energy. So it's exciting. Yeah. So exciting times here. Uh, it is February 12th and Valentine's Day is coming up soon. So we have a little bit of a Valentine's Day flair to this episode. Yes. I have some tricks up my sleeve. So but, do I. Uh, first thing we have to cover here, what are your Valentine's Day plans? We're all three of us are single men. What? So Is it Thursday or Friday? 
Friday. Sorry. It's Friday. always on well, a Friday. No, is I, Valentine's Day always on a Friday? I don't know. The, the, I, the whole, you know how I get with the holidays and the days and not. And well, the, the Thanksgiving thing was maybe the most ridiculous thing I've ever what heard. What did I say again? What was, I didn't remember. What When's I said. Thanksgiving this year? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That all was funny. Well, was it no, 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 no. You said no. When what was Christmas? Is, uh, no, no, that's not. No. Wait, what? No, I think it was Christmas. No, yeah, it was. No, it was not. We're going to have to rewind it. No, it was not. It was blasphemous because something happened. Dude, it was Thanksgiving. You don't slander my name like okay, I don't okay. know Christmas well, is. Either way, you said what, what day is Thanksgiving on? Because I didn't know if Thanksgiving was on a certain, like the last yes. Friday no, of no, each no. month or the Thursday. last Thursday of each Third month. Thursday. Or Third if it was Thursday. On the, no, no. What I said was is I thought that Thanksgiving was the 25th of each year. I think that's what I said. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a little excusable. That's kind of combining Christmas. No, it's and all excusable. I don't know, like, what you guys just came at me like. Well, that. that was outrageous. It, okay. I asked right. a question. What are your Valentine's Day plans? On Friday, I'm doing a Michigan State hockey game, covering that. Pro- okay, nice. Probably. If so you're gonna, so you're gonna space. spend, you're gonna spend your Valentine's Day hanging out with a bunch of dudes. That's cool. All right. I dig it. I mean, I'm not doing anything that different. That sounded like a backhand. It's not. Yeah, no, that was, it, it was, that was def- so time. Wasn't a backhand. I, let, let's let's just forego this. What are your plans? Probably do nothing. Hang out with the boys. Doing the same thing you are. Hanging out with the boys. Well, well then why was, did you? Yeah. Say why'd it? you come at me like that? I didn't. Because well, you came at me about the Thanksgiving thing. So now we're even. Just let water under the bridge. Okay. I, this was supposed to be was supposed to work better. No, I know, I understand. Look, I don't what, have plans. Trent, you I hang out be... with girls all the time. What are you What are you talking about? What I don't have plans? Valentine's plans. I'm not gonna like light candles and put rose petals in a bathtub. There's a difference sing. between having like friends that are girls and just like Trent being like a ladies man. No offense to you, Trent. You guys, I think Trent is a ladies man. I'd I, argue. No, absolutely no. not. No, Trent is just like good friend. He's good friend to all people. Never. Thank it's a you. Fact. Appreciate y'all. He's a, he's a, a rider. No, Trent's a rider. Die. He's a descendant. People of, follow. He's a descendant of the Lord. That's why. <laughs> okay. That's why he's a descendant he's, of he's the built Lord. For it. Do you guys have any uh, tips for the single fellows out there? How to get no, through I Valentine's? No. I'm already gonna have a day with Collins. I can already tell. Why? Why? Why would I have tips? I don't like, know. What am, I to, what am I gonna give people? I'm just asking. What do you What do you're you do for, on Valentine's Day? You're, are you not single? Yeah. No. But you're. What are you saying with like tips for, with the ladies? Because I'm not the <laughs> guy. No, I'm not the guy you I, I go to. Tips. I'm saying either tips for the ladies or tips for uh, just what to do on St. Patrick's. Not St. Patrick's. I want to. I want to tell. I want to tell. I'll, I'll tell a quick funny story to maybe give Eat you some candy. Give you some more good. See, that's juice a good tip for something so thank that you, for you participating. wanted. Yeah. So last year at Acres Hall, yep. I got a little something slipped under the door on wow. Valentine's Day. And no, of course. So this was is that what exhilarating. I'm yes, and I open <laughs> that it up. Was all, that must have been awesome. I open it up and it says. It's like a wink face, and it Ooh. says from the girls at such and such a room. Yes. I open the door. They and all there's have boyfriends. E- no, no, every oh. door has one. So then I'm like, okay, well, this is ridiculous. Uh, it was very yeah, anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that there you go. Maybe that's a little more juice. That's a nice little Valentine's Day. Story. I was talking to my cool. buddies about how Valentine's Day in elementary school was like the, the greatest thing ever. The yeah, dude, with it was the, awesome. like, with the shoe boxes, yeah. you get all the free candy. Yes. Okay. I also I want to call out my roommate Mitch. He probably won't listen to this. I walked it. Okay, his. Parents send like a Valentine's Day like package yeah. like with like a bunch of candy. I walked in on a Monday afternoon. This guy's eating fun dip on the couch casually at noon. Too fun old dip. for fun dip. There's, that, an, there's an age where you have yeah, to stop. I was I literally looked at him and I was in I was in utter shock. I was like <laughs> 
I was like, where'd you get funded? What, no, there's, what there's flavor, an age, what an flavor was it? Stop. It wasn't even that. He was like digging through like the sugar. Doesn't I'm like, matter, oh my dude, gosh. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Then you get the finger, you eat the stick, and you get the finger going in there. You're licking the finger and putting it yeah. in your mouth. I never did the finger. I always got like dude, a fun dip is, of that. Fun dip is elite on Valentine's Day. Yeah, it is. I it's might, va- actually, that sounds really good right now. Baby bottle pops and baby yep. bottle pops are more elite than fun dip. Do they still but, make them? Yes. I got to go find one. Those are so good. Strawberry Damn, baby dude. bottle pops. Oh, baby bottle pop. Baby, baby bottle, bottle pop. Those wow. are that's a gasoline. Song. No free ads. No. Yeah. No. no yeah. No. Ads. No call to action. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No free ads. Everybody, um, go buy a baby bottle buy, pop. <laughs> what's your favorite Valentine's Day candy? Ooh. Wow. I just like I like the heart box with all the chocolates. I'll really? Muck, I'll muck a whole box. I don't care. I'll muck a whole I'm not, box. I'm not a chocolate chocolates. guy though. Yeah, I know. You, you got a yeah, weird my, sweet thing. Me and my buddies were talking about this in one of our group chats where it was just like Oh, wait, time out. I'm, I'm sorry. The 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 box of hearts, the candy, candy hearts, those with the are messages easily, on them. Those easily. Are, stupid are, of me to say anyway. Those are kind of good. Those are kind of oh, good. Great. They are continue. good. They're sorry. Cheap. They're all yeah, good. Continue. But uh like Halloween's more of a chocolate holiday. And Valentine's Day is more of like a sweet holiday. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, that's fair. But that at the same fair, time, but, but like, I do chocolate year round. So you I do guess. Chocolate? So I guess for Valentine's Day, I'd have to pick something a little more special. What do you get? So like, I'm trying to think. It's like Easter, Valentine's Day, and Halloween are like the three biggest candy days of the year. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I Easter feel, is chocolate. We're 100. Easter is chocolate, but it's also like marshmallows I, and stuff. I feel like peeps. I feel yeah. like, oh, peeps are so bad, but I feel like Valentine's Day is like. People get chocolate, but it should be more like let's like go down the sugary route. Let's like get yeah. the nerds in the mix. I like nerds. Nerds okay. are right. so good. Pink nerds, elite. What sweet is... tarts. You guys like sweet tarts? I, I love like sweet, sweet tarts. tarts. Sweet tarts are awesome. I like it. What is that brand that does sweet Smarties? tarts? Wonka. It's Willy Wonka. Wonka. Any anything Willy Wonka does. Yeah, I mean. Laffy Taffy. Anything he touches turns to gold. Same with the and movie. Except grape Laffy Taffies. I hate those. You I like, like Laffy Taffy though. Laffy Taffy's good. Everlasting Gobstoppers. You like those? Yeah, that's decent. Wonka. That's or our Runs Wonka. Gobstoppers Runs are Wonka, rule. too. Runs are Wonka. Sore Shockers, right? Yeah. Yep. God. Yeah. Wonka. Wonka so- low-key has a monopoly wow, yeah. on, like, Step these, like, Mars. Low- these sleepers. No, the chewy sweet tarts are elite yes. candies. Oh, yes. Those yeah, are elite call. candies. Yeah. Sprees. Sprees. Chewy Sprees. That's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one. Sprees are unreal. It's like it breaks in your mouth, and then it's like... A cool sensation in your mouth. Exactly. Like, I love having like fat drops. guy conversations. Yeah, it's like my awesome. favorite thing in the this world. Great. Couldn't have said it better myself. So, are we? Do we have anything else for Valentine's Day? Are we yes, get we into do. That let me let me run down the show real quick. Uh, we got a quick little Valentine's Day uh, activity to do. Before By the way, we jump I was in. I was the one who came up with this idea. Did not prepare. I prepared. I it took. This is the hardest I, thing I've ever had to prepare for. In I my wrote life. a love poem to the Detroit Lions. Okay, that I good. would like to read. Okay, so we have a little oh, bit of a Valentine's no. Day shtick before we get moving. We'll talk, <laughs> we'll recap the Bachelor. Don't worry. Uh, we'll have our Motor City Minute, which will take us in the Tigers baseball spring training is upon us. Pitchers and catchers reported this week. We will talk a bit about that. A little bit of Lions stuff. Darius Slay's been making some noise on Twitter. We'll talk about that. Collins is going to be geared yeah, up for that Yeah, stay tuned one. for that, please. Uh, we have Pistons as well, obviously trading Andre Drummond at the Embrace trade deadline. The tank. We will talk about that. Uh, Who Am I this week will be run by Trent, and then that will be the end of our show. But without further ado, Ryan Collins brought this to uh, to our attention the other day uh, because it is, of course, Valentine's Day this Friday. And he said, why don't we do some of those? Have you ever seen on Twitter or Facebook those those creative Valentine's Day cards where they have like sports, like athletes and their names. I, I don't know how to really describe it. How would you describe it? Colin? Well, there's... It, it's I will say like it's 
it's like a pink background and it's like not like the nicest like artwork. It's not like right. really creative. It's just like kind of funny sayings. Yeah. And a lot of the time they're kind of dirty. Yeah. Like that that but like there's a lot of sports ones like at you if you follow Mission State basketball or the Izone, it was yes. like like what was the well, one they did about Denzel Dana? was here? It was be my Valentine. With yeah, Ryan. yeah, yeah. And yeah. there was like a Dana Fife one. Like, yeah, yeah. It's yes. just a, You're the love of my Fife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Play on words. <laughs> Shout out Dane Fife getting a lot of love. Yeah. at the game last night. Good. Michigan State. Illinois. I love Dane Fife. Um, but I so I have a two Valentine's Day cards. Play on Detroit sports players' names. Uh, you have a poem, Collins. You brought nothing, even though you pitched the idea. Yes. Okay. Well, without further ado, should I get started here? <laughs> yeah. Let me can you can you lend Collins one of yours? No, I, I'll I'll just be, I'll give the reaction. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Let, me, let me just set I'm not the, trying to let me, force Let this. me set the mood real quick. Okay, Dude, come here on. we go. What's wrong with this? I, I I'm the biggest <laughs> Marvin Gaye fan in the world, but like, you can't just drop that music without me expecting that. Why are you fired up right now? I not. Do you okay. need to excuse yourself? No. Okay, settle down. <laughs> I am. I am settled down. Nah. Are you fired up right okay. now? Okay. No, I, I gotta get these off. Every time I hear this music, I feel like I'm in any mid 2000s like part where people are starting to hook up in a yeah. movie. Like I, this this is a very obscure <laughs> quote, but whenever I hear this song, I think of Bernie Mac in Mr. 3000 with Angela Bassett. If anyone remembers I, that, I've never seen it. it. I have no idea you're talking. Julian about. Yeah. loves it. Julian's in the studio. Yeah, here. Mr. 3000 is one of my favorite yeah. movies yeah. of all time. It's great. Okay, let's Sorry. get to it. I got two Valentine's Day cards for you. Ready? For you yeah, Detroit for sports it. fans out there. Ready? Hey, baby. Okay, we're not <laughs> doing this. Can I? Let me do it. Just, you. Let me just do it. Let me get through it. Oh my god. Hey Don't baby, you always blow me away. <laughs> Be my Valentine. Shout out David Blau, instant Detroit legend. Did you get that one? Did you get Blau? I yes. got it. I got I it. I thought you were going okay. a different direction with David Blau, but no. <laughs> no. I would no. PG show. Next one. <clears throat> Last one here too. Hey baby. You make my stomach do back filpulas when I look into your eyes. <laughs> It's a great one. That was good. That was all right. Okay. That's all I got. Okay, that was good. I'm going to give you a nine. Nine? Thank Only you. Only because the first Hey Baby made me wildly <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah, that Otherwise, was... Otherwise, it would have been a ten. That was too much. We might have to change... We have to tag this as explicit or something, because I don't know if that's a little too sexual, but uh, well, anyway. Trent, okay. you have a you have a poem. Well, Trent. I wrote... I just came up with one on the fly. A quick... A, no, I came okay. up with a, a valentine, and then I got my poem. Here's my valentine. I'm I'm more of a wingman. You guys alluded to it earlier. Okay, that's so, not what I meant. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> this is, this is, just let me let me go here. Don't stomp on my boy. He loves Sue. The Sue. Sue. Don't stomp on my boy. Oh, I like that's a good one. Okay. Because he loves really, Sue. That's, he loves you. He gets knuckles for that. I made two beautiful ones. Well, you're, you're not really in reach for knuckles. I will say the Nadavkin Sue one took more thought than yours. Took more wow. thought. You blow me away. Yeah, Dominic Sue's not even alliance. Trent's been thinking it like <laughs> okay. deep well, yeah. dive. Yeah, I also I tried to do the something with one snacks, good. but like that's you can't. Okay, whatever. I can't do anything with snacks. You could. Yeah. You can do a lot, but like yeah, I, you, yeah, I, I, you, I couldn't in that yeah. five minute time frame. Okay. okay well, so now, real quick, I'll make this quick. This yeah. is my little poem, a love poem okay. to the Detroit Lions. And if you guys would so would Ooh. be so kind, you can co-sign this poem okay. when I'm done with it. So, okay. Mm. Dear Detroit Lions, who I love so dear, is it too much to ask that 2020 is our year? Nice. I'm slamming my Kool-Aid. In fact, I'm drowning. 
the Packers are bitching and the refs are clowning. Oh, God. But just one time, oh, can God. we make the tables turn from babies to old men? We will all soon learn what it feels like to win to raise the Lombardi. And when it all happens, there's a lifelong party. My tears ever falling. My heart remains heavy. Let's win one for Barry, Calvin, Stafford, and Levy. Oh, yeah. Just what I Wait, beg. DeAndre I Levy? give an arm and a leg. That's it. Wait, nice. do you mean Love DeAndre Levy? Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> it Trent rhymes Valley. with heavy. Actually, that was all my jerseys, pretty much. That's awesome, That's why Trent. I said those four. Uh, DeAndre Levy had the biggest fall from grace in like, Detroit Lions Yeah, dude, history. I love Levy. Yeah, poor guy. That was awesome. Dude, let's just play yeah, so Marvin Gaye over every segment, and I'll be fired up. I love it. I'm glad well, you guys, love yeah, I'm glad you guys awesome. enjoyed that, because uh, I spent a lot of time on that. I know you did. <laughs> all right. Well, with that, a great segue hey, from... Hey, why don't we do... Can I make a quick proposal? Sure. Why don't we do the Motor City Minute now? That way we spice up, like, we a or average out, like... That way we don't go, like, Valentine's to Bachelor, and that's, like, the first half hour of the show. We don't even talk about okay. anything. Okay. Yeah. The Motor City is that, is Minute. Is that a bad so idea? Quick. No. Get the well, sports Yeah, talking. yeah, yeah. You can do the Motor City Minute. Okay. Well, on. here. Okay. Here is this week's just... uh, Motor City Minute with a little touch to it because we had to get some <laughs> Valentine's Day. Kyle, this is Colin's favorite song, by the way. All right. pretty good song. The Motor City Minute brought to you by us and no sponsors and also Luther Vandross. Dude. Okay. Uh, Pistons sitting at 19-37 and 37 on the year. They just lost to the Hornets 87-76 to 76 at home on Monday. Uh, they are taking on the Magic on the road as we speak. Do we have a score update? Uh, they were down 36-20 to 20 last time I checked. Okay, there you go. Uh, Detroit Red Wings taking on the Buffalo Sabres last night, meaning Tuesday falling 3-2 to two in that one. They head to New Jersey on Thursday to take on the New Jersey Devils at 7 p.m. Uh, Detroit Tigers signing uh, former Tiger twice, Cameron Mabin, to a one-year deal. I'm very happy about that. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, and that, folks, is your Motor City Minute brought to you in 30 seconds or less, usually. Yeah, sorry. And I guess Luther you Vandross. had, that, you had okay. that set up to be a good segue into Tigers, but I guess I was just thinking, no, like, no, can we? Okay. I mean, we're not going to talk about Cameron Mabin necessarily when we're talking about pitchers and catchers reporting. You sent me an ill. You sent the group chat an ill-advised text. What do you mean, Cameron Maben? Oh my God! It acted <laughs> like we signed like Mike Trout in the text message. I love Cameron Maben. <laughs> no, he's awesome. Yeah. I'm no, excited. I like Cameron Maben too. Yeah. He was really good in his second stint with the Tigers, but like I was like, well, for a listen, minute I, I, I to, like I see all the caps and I'm like not reading a name necessarily. I'm like. Wait, who are the Tigers get? Like, did yeah. we get Mookie Betts? Well, like, to give, to give the audience even. context, Rabinowitz did the thing where, like, you you know, you say something, and then afterwards you're like, <laughs> you like type a bunch of letters. Yeah, I was so. so I have a Cameron well, Maven shirt. Well, do you? Do yeah, you really. Yeah, he's another guy who wore number four. Not you had just get, Bobby Higgins. You had to get right? it made custom made because they didn't actually sell his shirts when he was here, so I got a custom made shirt. Well, there you go. Really? Beautiful. They that, didn't make it. That's impressive. No. Uh, do you want to do Tigers now, then go back to the Bachelor? Then should we do that? Yeah, why not? We're talking. Okay, about Tigers. let's talk Tigers. Uh, obviously, as we said, pitchers and catchers reported this week. Um, so a lot of news circling the Tigers. Of course, as I said, Cameron Maben just got signed today. Um, Michael Fulmer on the 60-day DL officially. Of course, yeah, I don't think he was going to be ready to pitch anytime soon. So I think the move to the 60-day DL is more of a we're going to wait until he's ready to go. Does that include spring training? I don't know. That's a good. I don't. I it has to. I have to imagine. Yeah. But uh, or the I'm sorry. Not the DL, the IL. Dude. Dude, I can't believe that. The IL is the dumbest in Major <laughs> it, League Baseball has done ever. I, the, I, I am not a big fan of Rob Manfred at all by, by any stretch of Why? Do you not like the new playoff rules? They're so dumb. I think picking your opponent is ridiculous. I, 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 I don't. I don't. Picking your opponent's fine. I, don't, I think baseball is one of those sports, though, 
where you got to embrace that only like five people get in. I don't, I don't love, I don't love all the new rules they're trying to do to like change the game. I'm fine with speeding the game up. Like I you agree, can't that speed you, up baseball. But it's, I mean, there, it's there's like things fat. like, like, like the length of mound visits, yes. the length of time between at bats, and like you have to be in the batter's box and let's go. I like that, but I don't. I don't love how now relievers have to see a minimum of three batters. That's part of the strategy yeah, of baseball. I, I don't like that at as all. you go. I like the lefty right. It's part of the game. You're, Is that you're changing it in the game now? Yeah, they, uh, each every pitcher has to see at least three batters. That yeah. is ridiculous. So, so when Joe Jimenez comes in in the eighth inning and gets up back to back home runs, we can't pull him out. Is what? If I, is yeah, that what he's got to pitch to one more person. But it's kind of great on the other side. I I can live with that. <laughs> I can live with that rule. It's not a drastic change. I just say. Like, well, I mean, we're gonna yeah, talk about the Tigers. This me. is more like national baseball stuff. But like speaking about the play, I don't hate the idea of picking your opponent if you're like one of the top two seeds or something. Or like it, that, that's so outrageous to me, dude. It's not you're not playing backyard baseball with your friends. No, yeah, but I, I, it just seems like kind of like XFLish to me. Yeah, like, I, yeah. You can pick your opponent in the playoffs, where it's like deciding whether or not you can compete for the World Series. I don't know. I think the one move they have to make is just make the first playoff series a three game series. Well, for sure, I think that needs to be a thing because that's more exciting. Just do that. Have a three Just like game how set. I think the NBA needs to go to best of five in the first round. I, I think they're going it. to they're going to eventually in the NBA. But like they start with a three game series and yeah. then you give the teams and then you start the playoffs the next week so everyone's fresh. You know what I'm saying? It. That would be fine. It'd be fine. Yeah, you do, like, you they, like a two day break. So like it's not like you're well, in the roster. higher seed. The higher seed or the better team, whatever better record gets all three games at home. Then there's no traveling. It's just like yeah, back to back to back days and then yeah, done. I don't know. That's if fair. you're gonna do anything, I just I don't like the idea of having seven teams in each, uh, what is it? Not division, league, yeah. making it to yeah. the playoffs because baseball is one of those sports where you have to be the best of the best to make the playoffs. Yes, it makes yeah. it so much more worth it. Like when and, you do clinch a division, or and something. it makes the playoffs that much sweeter when you go. It's yeah. like yeah. stick to like I I saw someone tweet this that like. Major League Baseball like keeps trying to get an, a demographic or audience that they're never gonna get. Just stick to the people you yeah, have. No, you that, have a very yes. loyal fan base. That's what I always say. Just to stick who... to it. It's a regional sport. Just accept it. But they, they, the MLB does a lot of things wrong when it comes to how they market players and their accessibility. No, of no, their no, content. no. Like yeah. it's, it's terribly wrong. Well, well, they're doing it. They're switching a lot of their digital stuff where they're like strict. Like you're not allowed to tweet out Major League Baseball video. And and I believe NHL is the same way because they're owned by the same maybe yeah, media company. Yeah, it may, it might be right. Yeah, and because they want to monetize off of their own clips, and they think that's the way they're going to be able to monetize off it. While you have the NBA, who basically lets anyone take their clips, and they monetize from that. You've seen the like growth of the game and how like seeing clips on Twitter just helps. Like in like me seeing a clip of Russell Westbrook going off. For Houston, this last ten games is a lot easier than me than trying to tune into Russ and the Houston Rockets play like their last. You know what I'm saying? It's just like yeah. so much easier, and you know more of the players. Well, in the way like society is these days, too, kids' attention spans are just too short. Like they're not going to sit yeah, down and mean. watch a game; they just want to see. Right? I mean, if you don't if you don't grow up playing baseball, I think it's hard to get into baseball. Like it's, I love baseball, though. I oh. do too. Like, yes, I'm, a, I'm no, a baseball purist, and I it's because my dad loved baseball, loves baseball. My uncles do. Like my whole family does for the most part. So 
I and like I will pass that on to my kids as well. But I just think when it comes to the, the the way they're trying to make the game more watchable and appeal to the younger generation, they're just going about yeah. it the wrong no, way. It's, I, not, I it's not the speed. The game's going to be three hours long yes. no matter what you do. It's baseball. And Colin, it's just like what you said. It's like baseball's always going to have the audience it has. Like the, fan, no, I, the, like, the fans, I, may, few and far between as they may be these days, whatever, are they love baseball. They're purists. They're going to tune in. They're going to keep the, like, they're going to keep baseball alive. The problem is their demographic's really old. Like, yeah. they have an yeah. older demographic, and I understand they're trying to get into the younger, like, kids and stuff. First of all, they all – I mean, this is a wild that we got on this tangent about baseball. But I think we should talk about yeah. that because, it, like, the Tigers aren't <laughs> that interesting. We, we're going to yeah. go pretty quick when we talk about Major League Baseball a lot this year. But the fact that they're – this is a big deal that the MLB show is coming to the Xbox. Yeah, I that's agree. a big. That's a big deal. Yep. Like, the fact that the MLB – did not have a video game on yeah. the Xbox. I mean, yeah, you want to cater to younger years, people. That's how you do it for five years. Yeah, two K. You know how important two K is into the NBA? Oh, I one hundred percent. It's yeah. like two K is how I, I learned the drives NBA. the culture. Like, yeah, it's not even that. It. Like I, I, lo- I used to love the NBA as a little kid because the Pistons were good. The Pistons got bad. I stopped following. I got into two K. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? I actually want to start watching these guys. Yeah, and you know everyone on the roster, yes. and I, I also understand that there's. A lot less people on NBA rosters, but MLB games are fun. They are like the like the road of the show yeah. games. You can they make are. the MLB games fun. Do you guys play the bigs? No, no. When you could like catch home runs between your legs, like you could no. ca- rob home runs. It was, was it the was it, it was the, fun though? Was it the PlayStation version? Like you know how PlayStation came out with ballers with uh Chauncey on the cover? Yes, yeah. And it was like basically a copy yeah, of NBA that, Street. Yeah, played that, yeah. I remember it, it wasn't as good as NBA Street yeah. V2, but yeah. But yeah, the bigs, I'm pretty sure it had Prince Fielder on the front. With oh, the, yeah, it did. With yeah, the Brewers. Yeah, yeah. But Brew still. Crew. Interesting. Let's yeah. talk about Tigers, though. Okay, uh, real quick. All I wanted to do with this was, um, obviously, again, pitchers and catchers are the only ones in camp right now. Uh, top three pitchers to watch this year, in your opinion. So I'll, I guess I can kick it off to give you guys an idea of what I want to do. Number one. Michael Fulmer. Obviously, he had the Tommy John surgery last year, so you're going to see his first full year in, I guess, two years, or however yeah. you want to phrase that. Big year for him just because, one, I don't know if he has any trade value whatsoever anymore. I don't know if he comes out of the gate and he's got a sub-2 ERA and he's legendary if you then move him. I don't really know how that shapes out. I would just like to see him be able to compete. What did they pitch. sign him to this summer? God, it might have been one year. I don't think there's anything extensive. Did they yeah, sign with anything? What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, they did to avoid arbitration. That's right. It had to have been a year. I think it was just a year or two. Okay. It's nothing substantial, but it's still cheap money because he hasn't really been able to show you anything. Um, so Fulmer's, I, I would say, I don't, I don't want to rank one, two, three, but that's a guy for me that I think you're you're waiting to see if he can sustain the, sex, the success that he had his rookie year. Obviously, he had a little bit of a sophomore slump, but... Um, so that's one guy for me. Joe Jimenez as well, too. I love Joe. I love having the power arm in the bullpen. Uh, he had a really hot start to the year last year. He tailed off 4-3-7 ERA, but he had 82 strikeouts and 59.2 innings pitch. So he's got a power arm, as we said. I mean, it's it just a matter of how many times are you going to want to watch Joe Jimenez this year in the eighth inning give up a home run to tie the ball game? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. Uh, as far as what where he plays into, I think he's 25 or 26 years old. I don't know where he plays into as far as the future of this team and being an arm in the bullpen. I mean, again, other than him being a power arm, he doesn't give you a whole lot on the mound. Obviously, he's a he's a, a workhorse. I always he's he's the one guy that you see in the offseason who's like always in the gym, like trying to get better. So I appreciate that about him. 
So I'd say Fulmer, Jimenez, then Kyle Funkhauser is my third guy. I, I'm, no, that's I am a good pick. I was clawing, just, yeah. I am clawing at the door to see one of these guys that we've been waiting on come up to pitch. I have to imagine that between Funkhauser, Burroughs, and Manning, one of those three are going to come up. I don't know if they if they make the roster right out of uh, spring training or not. But I think Funkhauser might be that guy. I think he was he was a 2016 draft pick. Uh, he, he was finished the year in Triple A ball last year. Uh, he's got a lot of great stuff. I think all the scouting reports you read, he wasn't a guy that was drafted tremendously high compared to a guy like Burroughs and Manning and and Fiedo and Perez and others. So like we have so many pitchers on this team, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So this this to me maybe as a whole, I need to. I don't think it's the year for Mize whatsoever. There's no reason to rush him. But between a Funkhauser, Burroughs, Manning, whatever, I think Funkhauser is the guy that I would like to see and that you probably will see again, whether out of spring training or sometime later in the year. But that's those are my three pitchers. To you want to see Funkhauser more than Manning? And Burroughs. I would rather see those two more, but I think for whatever reason, I think he's the closest, Funkhauser. Based on whatever, I think he's the oldest between the between yeah. the, the other two guys. Funkhauser um, is twenty five. I don't. Know, I think Burroughs and Manning are a bit younger than that. I'm Burroughs is twenty three and Manning. I really hope Funkhauser is good because I want to buy his jersey. Because if you're a Curb <laughs> yeah. Your Enthusiasm fan, I don't watch it. You don't watch Curb? No. If I anyone like, love Seinfeld, if anyone Curb. watches Curb, everyone know, rest in peace, the Funk Man. There was a guy named Marty Funkhauser in the show, legendary character, just really funny. He passed away this past year, rest in peace, Funkman. But he, I love Funkhauser, favorite character. So in you TV. want the jersey? Yeah. Number thirty six. Yeah. Is nice. he a lefty? I haven't seen him. He is. A, he, no, he's no, right. He's a righty. Okay. Big guy too. He came up. The, he didn't come up last year. No, dude. he did not. Was it? That was the one that were like he he might get there. Yeah. By that, like that, September. I think, I think he's him. the closest, but he's. Hasn't been up here yet, so I don't know. Cool. You want to go, Trump? Yeah, I got. I just. I, I agree with a lot of the guys that you said. Joe Jimenez is one of mine because, as you mentioned, he had a really hot start last year. Two years ago, though, also, you know, he made the All Star team. He was the Tigers' yep. representative there. So, gotta have more consistency. Bottom yeah, line, yeah, in and, my and opinion. I, you know, he's he's still there's still hope. The jury, I guess, the jury can still be out for him. He's 25 years old. Another 25 year old is Greg Soto. You yeah. know, obviously not great in what we've seen, but he is a lefty and he's 25 years old. So I think, you know, that's something that you kind of want to see. And then I was like, counter to what you were saying earlier, I kind of do want to see Mize, but I don't, obviously, I don't want to rush it. It's more just like an excitement thing as a fan. Yeah. Like we've been hearing about this guy for a couple of years now, and I just want to see him at least come up and pitch like a fifth and sixth inning or something like that every now and then. But, um, I guess to round it out, I'm going to say Matthew Boyd only because he's coming off a career year and you could maybe flip him for something, you know, for a contender who needs like a fifth rotation guy or even a fourth rotation guy. So that could be a piece that can help the Tigers continue to like push this rebuild forward. Um, So I'm I'm going to say Boyd as well. Okay. It's hard for me to say. I just want to see at least one of these guys, Matt Manning, Bo Burrows, or T.C. Myers. Fair enough. I just, I need to see, or Franklin Perez. Yep. Uh, yeah, and I know Franklin Perez has not been healthy like ever, <laughs> and like it, it basically looks like we got crumbs out of that JV trade. But I got to see one of those guys this year. Yeah, I yeah. had like Fado too. Fado is it? It's it's Fado, right? What I fight? What I just you got to just say it quickly, and people just like, oh yeah, he's it's what he's Fado. talking about. It's that guy. Okay, but I like that's what I would want to see. I I like you said though they shut down Casey Mize. I. It's a little concerning to how much he pitched at Auburn, and I, I don't know how necessarily that translates. And it, I know it's a like a common thing to shut down a pitcher after having a basically a full season as yeah. a college kid. So I, I I'm curious to see what his development is and all that. But 
I would say those three and Franklin Perez or Al- just I want one of the young guys. I just want to see one of them. Yeah, I agree. And I guess it's you know it, I think Burroughs and Manning are gonna get there this year though. I would hope so. And it, these are names that you've heard about. It seems like for like the past five Matt years. Manning. I've heard about Matt Manning. And Bro Burroughs have been in the organization since like Miggy won a triple crown. Yeah, it feels like. Yeah, I, I, yeah exactly. Uh, but again, a guy with like, like Mize, I don't think you need to rush him up. But the beauty about having all these guys that are they're up the pipeline with the pitching is one you can deal them for other assets if you have to and, and two it's like if you if you get a guy like Perez who's just injury injury riddled ridden whatever I I had the term in my mind I couldn't get it out riddled yeah, yeah you're injury right. riddled you, got it, you, got it. Uh, you know if you miss on one guy you got five others sitting you know waiting to get their chance so uh uh again uh spring training is upon us uh, I believe the 22nd of February is their first game against Philadelphia, maybe, if I read that correctly. Uh, so we'll see. We'll keep you posted. I actually think I think the over-under uh, for wins might be at, like, 60 or something like that. It was at that. 68 last year, so that's a big deep. Decrease. Yeah, so I think uh, I mean I, I have to imagine this team's gonna win between sixty and seventy. Wait, wasn't games. it wasn't it at eighty one last year? No, sixty eight. I thought it was dead at eighty one, and we all like took the over. No, we sixty eight. Like, it was sixty eight. I, I remember, remember very vividly. Sixty eight um, and a half. I think okay. actually. Right. Yeah, but I think but they well, got to yeah. win between sixty and seventy. But I don't know. My okay. We're I know we're not talking about position players. Just have Das Cameron on the opening day roster. My dream. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see Daz Dude, Cameron. He's too. got such a good name. No, it's a big year for Jacoby Jones too, by the way. Because Daz Cameron yeah. shows up, then I. I mean, Jacoby him. Jones though was very like their best player down the stretch. Yeah, I agree. yeah, bad start to the year. Came on late. Well, yeah. real quick though, I want to ask you guys this because I mean, obviously there's other guys like Kristen Stewart who like you're kind of just like okay, yeah. you either got to show me or you, eh. it's like yeah. a pretty short leash. It's so, not even short leash. They're just like eh. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. But then I guess my question to you guys is like, do you, is Cameron Maven going to start? Oh maybe? yeah. No, Opening yeah, he, day. Will. he should. Yeah, I he mean, will. He should. I, I don't know I don't where know. you put him because he's a center fielder by trade. Then you have Jacoby, who also can play the position pretty well. I've, I've been right. I, I mean, I know Maven doesn't left. necessarily has the best arm, and that's where yeah. you usually put your left fielder or center fielder. And I know Jacoby's got an absolute rocket. Yeah, yeah, Jacoby. I, I don't know how he grades out as a center fielder because he makes a lot of good, like a lot of like really flashy plays. Yeah. But I don't know what he grades out as. I don't know. You know what though? I now the I don't know. I mean, you, you, they had Travis Demerit in left field and Christian Stewart in, in right field the entire year when Demerit came over. So I don't know if he's going to be in well, the starting Demerit, lineup. Well, that's another guy like well, Demerit's has such a funky. He's got swing. this whole year there's, pretty much. To there's kind just of, there's just potential. You yeah. know, it, it's these guys that are gonna, they're going to be boomer boss. Christian Stewart, boomer boss. Demerit, boomer boss. Candelario, you like to see him actually start playing baseball. Yeah. So I don't know, but uh, a long season ahead of us for for Tigers baseball, and we will talk about it here on the Motown Rundown. Um, I want to do some Lions stuff real quick. We'll go back to the Bachelor. We'll come back with Pistons. Who am I? Call today. Sound good? Um, Lions. The only thing I want to touch on here is there's been some rumblings on Twitter um, involving Darius Slay, and it's a topic that we were going to have to address eventually. And we will, I'm sure, we will talk more in depth about this as it becomes more prevalent and a pressing issue. Um, Darius Slay was very vocal on Twitter. I think he was interacting with like a fan about some report that came out about how just about how much money he deserves or what he's going to ask for or whatever. And basically, the long and the short of it is, uh, he's looking to become the, the highest paid cornerback in the NFL. And my question to you guys to pose is, are you willing to give him that money? And what do you think the future is for Darius? I, w- I want to hear what you think they should do with him and what you think they'll actually do with him. Are you, are you willing to make him the highest paid cornerback in the NFL? I am. 
And I'm probably, I know I'm going to be a minority in this podcast. Hear me out for one second. Darius Slay, I think the the average, I, I was looking the other day, I was trying to pull up the post right now, I don't have time, but the other like elite corners in the league right now, Xavier Rhodes, you know, some of those guys are making about $14 million a year. And I think if you give Darius Slay like 15 to 60, it sounds like a lot. It sounds like a lot of money. And Rabinowitz, all your points are valid. He's not getting any older. He's a big personality. Not getting like, any younger. Or not getting any younger, sorry. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it's like you, you – there's there's two ways to look at this, though. I think if you're going to draft Jeff Okuda, you have to keep Darius Slay around. I would agree with because that. Because then that's just counter – that's counterproductive. Yeah. You're filling the void of Darius Slay with the worst player at like at right now. Yeah. And the Lions' window to win is now, and I keep saying that every single time we talk about the Lions, but that's the truth because Matt Stafford turned 33 last week, and this is what you got. And it's win-now mode for Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn because, quite frankly, they're coaching for their jobs. Another reason why I think uh, Bob Quinn is going to open the checkbook for Darius Slay because they got to win. That's yep. just the fact of the matter. Amani Oruwariye is another young guy who you're going to try to groom a little bit, but you can't do that when you don't have any like solid veteran corners. And Justin Coleman did his thing. I don't know if Rashawn Melvin had a little bit of a flash in the pan earlier in the year because late in the year wasn't great. But look, I guess at the end of the day, if you pay Darius Slay and he comes out next year and pl- does what he did this year and last year and the year before that because he's now made three Pro Bowls in a row, I'm not losing any sleep. Because you paid a great player to stay here for this defensive head coach who's supposed to be his thing, and, and you're continuing to put elite defensive talent on the field. And I guess that's just where I'm at with okay. that. Uh, I wouldn't pay him like that type of deal. And what I think is actually going to happen, I've been saying this for a while, I think he's going to get traded because I, I just don't think the Lions are going to pay him that money. But like we've said a lot, and there's been a lot of – draft like rumblings on what the Lions are going to do and what's going to happen ahead of them and maybe if Chase Young actually falls to them but like it my whole thing on the Darius Slay thing is if you're not if this doesn't this might not make sense this is like my dumb fan brain but like <laughs> if you get rid of Slay don't draft a Kuda like it, you know what I no, like I, I agree yeah, I hear yeah. You. yeah it's just like it's a punch in the gut like really you're you're gonna get rid of this guy just so we can have a, we gotta wait another two years for this young guy to be like really productive. When really the Lions need to win now. It, it, I wouldn't say they need to. I don't think they're that close as everyone says they are. But like, I they I think they're close to being like a nine and seven team or like a ten and six team. But the, I know what you're saying, but I I do think they're gonna trade him. I j- I it just they're or he's holding out for sure at camp this year, and I yeah. don't think the Lions want to pay him. Like if. There's some sort of middle ground, but like if they draft a Cuda, pay him. Like if you're gonna be like, yeah, we're going, we're gonna like fits our secondary, like pay him, like go all in then. Like I, I don't want to like have to be like Okuda's out of we gotta shore up the other side of the sh- other side of the field for another ten years, like waiting for another guy. Yeah. To, like why not have like a really young, talented guy on one side and have an experienced vet who's proven himself in the league on the other side. Especially when cornerback is one of the toughest positions to play. And I, w- I want to say one more thing before we let you go. And you can let Coleman play in the inside like he's supposed to. Yes. And in the Lions secondary, Coleman, Slay, and others had one of the toughest seasons ever because our coach does not rush more than three guys. <laughs> Refuses. Cons- like, what do you want them to do? We talked about it all year long, and I won't go into the whole thing, but when you're playing quarterbacks like Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins and Mitch Trubisky, and Derek Carr, you have to, and Jameis Winston, like the list goes on, you have to get some pressure on the quarterback. It doesn't matter if those guys, you know, if they sit back there for 10 seconds because they're going to be able to throw. 
They're going to be able to pick right. you apart. I don't care how good a good corners are. Yeah, I, I know you can't have your cake and eat it too. And with Darius Slay again, as, as you said, Trent, he's not getting any younger. I don't know what he expects this, the terms of this deal to be, as far as if he wants to get four or five years, three to five years out of this. I'm not prepared to pay him to be the highest paid cornerback in the league. And then they, when he's 32 years old, 30 to 32 years old, then you're like, you're going to be sitting there going, I can't believe he paid this guy all the money. So. In a perfect world, you pay him the, the the same amount of money as everyone else that plays cornerback in the league. He is not an elite cornerback anymore. I'm sorry. He I would put him in the in the tier the tier one or the tier two, whatever. If you want to make that elite category a tier one, he he he's he just not to me. He's not a Marshawn Lattimore to me. He's not a Stephon Gilmore, whatever his name is. That's right, yeah, Stephon Gilmore. Gilmore. Yeah, he's he's not in that bracket to me anymore and he won't be this next year he he did have a productive year his production has been down from years past statistically but it wasn't like he had a bad year by any means I just don't I don't want to play the dance with him of he's going to hold out then he's going to be a you know a, a week out from the season then you pay him you, you make him you know you give him 17 million dollars so we'll come back and play it's not worth it to me as far as his, I'm not going to get into Collins. I was going to attack him for being vocal on Twitter. That's not my thing. But again, if you're going to sit here and if you're going to hold that, well, it's not. I, th- I think, it's not. I think, I think, he, I think I it think is. You audible a little bit. No, I think. it's it, it's just I. The, given his personality, if I look at Darius, Slay, he has a good personality. What are you talking I, about? I look at Darius Slay as a guy who wants to get the bag because he wants to say he's the highest paid corner in the league. That's like, it's not it's not the dollar. It's the title to me. And I don't I don't I'm not going to. When you want to be the highest paid corner in the league but I wouldn't care that much about it to where I would be willing to not play football anymore for the season because that's what I wanted I can't it, stand it, how players do that it, because you're not a player and you're not freaking getting paid an extra seven million dollars or something like no yeah, I mean, but to him it's not an extra seven it'd be an it'd be a matter of an extra two to three million dollars no one no what do you what mean? Is, no. he's, de- he's been paid oh, over what? over over time okay he's I been hear paid what like saying. what like thir- 13 13 so if he was the highest paid corner, that would make him what? Fifteen to sixteen. Fifteen to sixteen million dollars. Okay. Per year. Whatever, dude. Thirteen million, fifteen, whatever. Look, like I, I guess <laughs> this what, is my what's last. What's the difference? That's what I'm saying. Like, pay it. Like, I, I think. I okay, know. so we all have a pretty good idea where we stand. To your point, Rabinowitz, about the thi- you know, obviously you're not calling him an elite corner anymore. I think he is, and I guess the reason I think he is is because, again, I sound like a broken record every single time I talk about this. I don't think you can judge a single person on the Lions' defense based oh, off of this last that's year. Fair. I hear and you. even with that said, Darius Slay still had a Pro Bowl season. So, am I going to give Snacks Harrison one more chance to roll the balls out and maybe like <laughs> do something? Yeah, I am. Because you know why? Because he was in charge of being one third of the pass rush all season long when that's not even what his he does regularly. But that uh, that I mean that aside, Darius Slay has earned this money. I, I I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and be like. He should 1,000% be the highest paid corner in the league because he's the best corner in the league. That's not what I think. But I just think in the in the NFL right now and what the market is, I am not losing sleep. off. That's like you point. just You just said it yourself. Like 13 to 6, what's the difference? Pay him $16 million. He's going to come back. I agree. Maybe if it's a three-, four-year deal, maybe towards the back end of that, he's not nearly what he is now. But, again, I will be damned if the Lions don't 
completely throw all their chips on the table in these last few years of Matt Stafford's prime. That's yeah, all I'm going to say. You make a good point. I, I look at this as like when the Lions extended Stafford. You had to pay him the money because you had to. Like yeah. that's, that's just what you had to do. So I, will I be upset if they – if Darius Slay is on the field for the Lions next year, I'm not going to be upset. I'm going to be upset if they overpay for him and then his production declines and you did it because you hit the panic button on him. So if they want to go all in, by all means, sign Slay to whatever you have to and go get Okuda. But I'm just saying from my perspective is I think you have other needs that you can address by maybe trading him for assets, but that's that's just me. The NFL, I mean, though, you can't – like NFL is so weird where you won't get great assets for Slay. Right, and that's you kind of saw the same thing with like the Jalen Ramsey thing kind of stagnated for a bit because you weren't sure where the return was going to be. I understand what you're saying. It's yeah, not, it's not the know. same as other leagues, but um, whatever. I wanted to touch on it. If yeah. people have opinions, I mean, feel free to weigh in if you want to go on the – I don't know. Facebook Live comment. Whatever we got you like do. four people on, so I That's don't think so. <laughs> Thanks, Thomas. Thanks for your vote of confidence. Uh, all right, should we uh, do the Bachelor before we do Pistons? Yeah. Let's yeah. Do it. yeah. Okay, Bachelor. This is episode what? No idea. I don't know, but we're on the hometowns. We're on the hometowns now. Great episode. Great up. episode. This was a good episode. They're in Peru. Cool enough, I guess. Lima, yeah. Peru. Uh, first thing in the episode, Madison gets her one-on-one. Awesome. I, yeah. and if you don't think she's the front runner, you're insane. She has Collins to be. has been saying this for weeks now. Yep. She's the one. She might be the one. Well, but, Collins called it after the first episode. Yeah, he did. So I got to give my man credit here. He did. But the problem is, you see it that in the end credits, there's some stuff going down. Yeah. She comes, she, I don't want to. I don't want to. Saving herself for marriage. Yes, now, here's how, the thing. I didn't know how to say that without her, sounding no, gross. She's a virgin. So can, yeah, you well, can just say she, that. She's a virgin. But it's, she's got good intentions. It's not because she's like a loser. No, 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 no. to hook up with her. Oh. Not there, that if there I, is a difference. I'm not to say I, you're, you're right. not to say you're that right. if hey to each his own. Yeah, but well, yes. Also, look, she look, is look. saving herself. I, for I marriage. will say yeah. about that drama real quick about yep. the drama. All four of them have drama. That's what they do, yeah. right? For the hometowns, that how it always goes every year. Yep. They eh. always like tease a little drama for each girl. Hers definitely seems like the like the like the easiest to solve. I guess I don't know. It's like well, the other well, girls are having mental breakdowns, and well, he is yeah, like bad. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm very excited for next week, but I, just for the fact that they're going to be playing basketball at Auburn. Yeah. Dude, yeah, and for Madison's awesome. one-on-one, you have to think Hannah Hannah B is watching when she says War Eagle like that. She's like, wow. Oh. Yeah, it's I on. didn't even think about the, that. Yeah, like, the, it's on. Hannah I, I, B goes to Alabama, or she went to Alabama. And she always used to say Roll Tide like yeah. a million times, and Hannah B is like, War Eagle. Yeah, oh, that'd be awesome. I mean, Madison. Madison. And now Madison's got her, got him. Boom. And she's probably gonna end up with him. Incredible. So that's great. That's a, dude. That's gonna be a perfect Instagram comment for like Pete. Yeah. I thought I wanted the. It's like something roll tie. It's actually War Eagle. I like that. <laughs> uh, so that was big. That's Natasha. Awesome. Natasha gets the boot. Uh, long it was time, time coming. Yeah. It was just unbelievable to me how he brings her on this one-on-one a week out of hometowns and then drops it like, yeah, I just kind of see us as friends. Like, it took you this long to figure out that Here's, you didn't want to – you had no romantic connection well, with her whatsoever. I think throughout the whole season, Natasha's deal was she was just the lesser of all the evils. She didn't really cause any problems. Now, granted, but, she wasn't she wasn't out of the drama necessarily, but she – uh, you know, she wasn't anything special, but yeah. she, there were definitely girls that needed to go, and she was not one of the girls that like needed to go. Okay, i.e. McKenna. Let, let's be let's just be honest with everyone here. And the Bachelor is a white person show. It just is. It, it, it and it like I'm looking at Julian right now, 
who is a black male. Who's in the studio with in us. In the studio. Julie, and he Julian said, is, filming, is filming us for a class project in the studio. Yes. He's our dear and, friend. And He's he, a dear, dear friend of mine. And he and he said this, that Natasha's on for diver, diversity because Bachelor has been questioned for it, obviously, which they should be because it's kind of like incredible the, how many seasons they've had. And it's just like all white people that are winning the show. Yeah. So there's a, certain people, the producers are like, we have to keep on a certain amount of like people who are diverse. Right. And that like, it was so obvious this season because she didn't even get a one-on-one earlier. Like, yeah. and I think that, like, yeah, I, Natasha's fine, but like they just like never, it was like, you there, there wasn't the chemistry. And I don't, I think she kind of knew too, but it was yeah. one of those things where she didn't want to like lose any, pride you know yeah. she's gonna go on the show she's got six that's she, pretty good no she's like i i gotta get my way to bachelor in paradise well she probably will she I, did that i feel like she's like if i stay alone around alone enough i can get myself in this bachelor world yeah. which is a cash cow i feel like peter at a certain point was just kind of like when she started talking about her family and how they're very like aggressive and like you know very like strong-willed yeah. he was probably picturing like chris's dad and everybody hates chris and he was like i can't deal with that i'm out yeah. Like I just I can't go home. Well, Pete Pete is very soft, and that yeah, was probably he is. Peter yeah, he is, is about as uh, I'm gonna okay. Never mind. What are you gonna say? Never, no, I don't we know. Swear. I don't know what I was gonna say. I was gonna make some very derogatory comment. Oh wow! Yikes! Not Christ. not Jeez. offensive. Not offensive. Sounds Yikes. like but it. But a nice little comparison. I don't know. Is he mush? You say he's no, mush. He's no, Peter's I, mush. I will he say, is mush. I, Pete is like weird in the sense where like. I don't know. Like he's clearly feeding into the drama. The Superman thing was such a red flag. The super, when... yeah, the Superman thing in Cleveland has just really yeah. been a downhill Psycho. swing. But when I think of when I think of the season and Pete, he just rewards drama except Madison. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's just like, I have my girl. I'm just gonna let everyone else play. Well, and you know who you know called them out on that was Kelly, and I guess maybe that's a good little segue into Dude, this. Dude, Kelly yeah. stinks. Get out of my no. face! Okay. Hang on. She right. so Hang on. Rabinowitz with the oh, biggest overreaction man. on Twitter, saying this. First of all, that was such a like a pandering. Weird, yeah, that pandering. was yeah, that was pandering. Pandering. You're like, hey, yeah, this proves that what guys the are pandering. What does that mean? Trying Come on, to, dude. Trying I'm teasing to, to the audience. He's just like this. Pete Didn't, sending home Kelly means that men are just no, not. No, I good just people. said I said tonight really opened my eyes. All men really are trash. Love the girls loved it. Good yeah. ratio no, on the I, likes. I liked it right away. Yeah, because as I now have tweet notifications on for Rabinowitz. My biggest fan. Yeah. Um, but Kelsey got her one on one. But that Kelsey who cares? Stinks, I know who dude. cares. Uh, okay, Hannah Ann, oh Victoria Lord. F, Kelly get the three on one. Um, we can talk about Kelly first. Kelly obviously got sent home. Look, I, I get that was an electric moment. They said, I don't know who well, edited this episode. No, I, I, knew, that, I, had, knew, I knew, I knew she was gone because they had like two or three interviews with her where she was like, just give me my rose already. Like, I know, like, she was yes, like, they these were, are two kids, like, these yeah. are kids. Like, they like, spun yeah. it's annoying. They, they yeah. spun it and portrayed her as like, because she was annoying. No, but Collins, they, you, you know, this, yes, they ask her those questions and they make yeah. her say that. Can we just Kelly the what whole it, season, the whole she's all, done, listen, all Kelly the criticism, one, like, Kelly. They, Okay, Go I'm just it. I I have to cut you off here. Go for it. I don't I I Kelly has no personality other than being normal. Listen, does, <laughs> Peter, being does normal. Peter have a personality? No, but like at least like the other girls like at least show some like like you could talk to him for more than twenty minutes. Eden Hunt's like trying to break into the studio. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, know what he's doing, on. but uh uh like she doesn't Listen, do anything no. other than be like. 
She was so like she was a normal human being. She's a normal human being, and she has like a legit job. Yeah. That was her biggest thing. And then everyone was just like, "No, I like Kelly because she's normal." Yeah, she, she didn't do it. Bland, she, she's not bland. funny. Like she didn't make me laugh. She like she wasn't like exciting. I I don't know if Pete and her could talk more than fifteen minutes. Yeah, that's how fair. She, you know what, how, Collins? That's fair. How is she supposed to go to hometown? No, but that, she was the best great. one I, there. I will acknowledge all that. That's true. She was the best girl there because mm. maybe, maybe Madison, maybe Madison. But look, mm. Kelly, the whole criticism the whole time was that she she's boring. And for the <laughs> sake of the show, she is boring. And I will give you that. Yeah. People who want her to be the next Bachelor, don't. I don't want that. She's not she going to make a it a good show. She Or the next Bachelorette. Yeah, yeah excuse bad, me. Bad, yeah. Excuse me. But I'm anyways, sorry. that's that. I loved Kelly this season. I knew she probably wouldn't win. I was just riding with her till she's gone. Now she's gone. And quite frankly, I don't really like any of the girls left. I kind of want Victoria P to win. But, or Victoria F, excuse me. You relax, dude. Oh, I don't know. I don't relax, hate Victoria dude. F, but I think, no, the last she's couple episodes, no, the last couple episodes, Victoria <laughs> F is trying to self-sabotage her off the show because yeah. she definitely does not want to get married. Yeah. Um. Well, so, yeah. okay. So, obviously, Kelly's gone. Um, Victoria and Peter now, they get into, like, a fight. He takes – by the way, like, the whole thing with him taking her to the car with the rose, it was such a slap in the face. It I, was a no. electric. Oh, I, you know Dude, what? No. it was stopped. The last 10 minutes of that show was – must see TV. No, I'm sorry. The the Natasha thing bothered me more. Where he picks oh, up the oh, rose. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He that was up, insulting. He, he picks up the rose and then I he's like, give it to you. "I can't give this to you." And she's probably <laughs> like, so "Okay." Dude. That was ridiculous. But anyway, they they like fight. Victoria and Peter are fighting, and then he's like, "You know what? I don't know if I can do this." But he's like, "He can't get enough of her." I she clearly has no interest in in winning this guy's heart. She just doesn't. She's not into the show, dude. Yeah. And she's got problems at home. Like you see it in the in the in the end of the credits or whatever. Like there's gonna be a mess next week with her. I, <laughs> I cannot believe this guy ke- is keeping her around. Agreed. Dude, I I, dude, she is in like you can just tell like she's insane. She's an insane yeah, human being. Yeah, she's a crazy person. Like you know, she you, she's one of those people you could tell she has no girlfriends. Exactly. Like exactly. she's only friends with guys, and only like, and then she like hooks gets up a, with most of them. Yeah. No, no, okay. Nope. No, I, didn't say, I didn't say that, but like right, she's right. only friends I with did. guys, and then whatever she gets a boyfriend, she doesn't like have any friends. Basically, yeah. mm-hmm. you just tell she's one of those people. Yeah. All right. All right. I, dude, I, I'm gonna say this. Hannah Ann Sneaky could win this thing. She's not gonna win. Adorable poem. I by hope Hannah not. Dude, sneak. Hannah Ann. What? She could sneak. I, I, Madison is such a heavy favorite. Like, it's not even close. If it's, dude, but that's the thing. Like, I, I don't think it can't. Like, I don't see Kelsey or Victoria with him. So it's either Hannah he Ann or Madison. He likes Kelsey a lot. It's so bizarre. It really is. But Madison is like the odds on favorite. And what you see as the show ends is like, it might be a mess next week with her. Well, he might blow it. You might blow it. Dude, The Hannah Ann doesn't want to get married either. Like, let's get that out of the way. No, no, that's she, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like, they don't have to get married. They have, like, a. I think the contractual thing is if they get married before the two years, they get to keep the ring. If not, they have to okay. give back the ring. That's, like, yeah, the whole I, I just, I, I just think for Pete, that's going to be a big deal. It's going to be a big ordeal. He's going to be like, oh, do you not want to get married? This and Hannah Ann's going to break down. Whoever it is won't last. Yeah. Unless it's Madison. It's not going to last. Yeah. I promise you that. It's yeah, not gonna, not Hannah Ann won't work because she's too young, and Madison is way more mature than Hannah Ann is. Kelsey is insane, and Victoria has no interest in every even time Kelsey this guy. speaks. She sounds like she's about to start crying. Yeah, I know it's like, embarrassing. 
It's I'm like, Kel- but I will say this. It's just always like this. Kelsey just... is in an, an insane person, but then she'll like sound like normal when she had her one on one, and then yeah. when the time she was talking about like Madison and Pete, it's like you could obviously tell they have a very strong connection, but I still think they have a lot of unsorted things to talk about, yeah, like they do. how religious Madison is. I guess. Yeah. First of all, I was like kind of rattled on Twitter when people were like, "I don't like Madison as much." Because she's religious? Who cares? Calm down. Like, who cares? I don't care if, like... Welcome uh, to America, 2020. Like, if (laughs) it's not like she's just, like, that's an important thing to a lot of people. Like, and, like, if you're going to get married, that's something you need to talk about. Like, this is something that's important to my life. Like, are are you willing to, like, make a sacrifice to appease me? Or are you, like, like that? Like, people who are like, oh, I don't like Madison as much. Like... Grow up. Who cares if she's religious? Like, different folks, different strokes. Stupid idiots. It gets me so mad. Like, she didn't, like, it was not like she was basically like, you have to convert to my faith right now. Like, it's not like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, you, I, yeah. She's just like, I, I've always seen myself with someone who has a strong, yeah, like, faith. It's, like it's a part system. of my life. Yeah, whatever. I hear you. Yeah. I was, and people were like, yeah, I don't like that. I'm like, what's wrong? Like, yeah. Come on. I don't know. Um, right. Hometowns next week. Sound like a holy roller right now. <laughs> let's let's do this. Instead of favorites, can we say who's in dead last? Can we do that? Uh, that that's debatable because Victor- we all know Victoria. Madison's the favorite. Victoria's in dead last. I think she's going to make it, though, the fantasy suites. Really? I think she's got that spice that Pete's looking for. <sighs> for Well, can we – okay, since we basically broke down the whole episode, we saw the preview la- like last week. Lots of crying. So they previewed the hometown and then they previewed like the rest of the season with the fantasy yeah. suite. The dilemma is going to be Pete not having sex with the other girls. That's my here's my theory. I'm going to paint the rest of the show for you. In because my eyes. like the whole thing is like it's like something has just happened. Like, I think I think that Pete, when he has the ring, is there to propose the Madison. But I think when Chris comes out and goes, something just happened. We were just informed of. I think she takes off. And then he throws. Nah. A, I think. Uh, hang on. I you think can't just take off in front of the like the bachelor producers. They'll hel- they'll hold you hostage without oh, getting the camera fair. in your but face. I think he's gonna be laying on the bed like, "What do I do?" Then his mom's gonna be crying like, "Bring her home to us." I think it's all about Madison. But I think she dips out because he finds out that she's that he sleeps with other girls. I think that's the thing. He yeah, sleeps with someone right. else. I, th- I and have... she's like, "Wow!" Like I can't believe. Like you know, I think well, she's done. Well. I get that, like, the preview, I think she says, I don't know if I can go through this if you sleep with someone else. Yeah, I, that's why like, I get, that's where I draw that conclusion from. You think that's too much of a tease? Yeah, well, they tease that. exaggeration, I, maybe, I don't, on I, her I, part. I doubt it's, like, presented that way, like an ultimatum, but she'll probably be like, it would hurt me. Obviously, it's going to hurt you, like, yeah, pff, right. duh. But, like, yeah, I mean, because that, like, she's, like, getting a disadvantage there. She's just trying to be like, hey, let's level the field. Yep. I don't know. All right. That's Madison's cool. Madison's winning. Okay, cool. I, I think he's going to end up alone, actually. I, I do think Madison's going to win, but I think he's like not with dude, anyone. Have you seen the work. theories that he ends up with a producer? I did They're see that. They're very convincing theories. Yeah, Seriously. but there's no way. They All those Bachelor producers have to spend time with the Bachelor and Bachelorette because they do so yes, many TV going spots. Going to dinner with the family. Yeah, because they're and basically, the parents. she's basically family at this point. He's oh, doing okay. so many TV right. spots and all that. You know what I mean? Which is why he'd fall for her. What is that commercial the Bachelor did, by the way, with oh, Whoopi Goldberg? He's like rubbing the... Sc- what the, movie is that oh, from? The clay pot. Uh, it's from a movie. Ghost? Yeah. It's from Ghosts. It's the weird. I don't know why they did that. I don't like oh. that. <laughs> yeah, did I, Patrick Swayze do that? Yeah, Patrick Swayze. Okay. Pa- R.I.P. Patrick Swayze. 
Uh, Swayze Express, too, Trailer Park Boys. Crazy Swayze. All right, fair enough. Okay, Uh, last thing to do here before we do our Who Am I? Pistons. Obviously, the Pistons at the trade deadline, they traded Andre Drummond to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, John Henson and Brandon Knight in return, along with a 2023 second-round pick, which apparently will be the lower of either the Cavs or the Warriors pick in that draft. Um a lot of obviously Andre came out on Twitter and talked about the whole loyalty thing and whatever. I don't know how he like never put together during the entire year that his name was involved in trade no, rumors. No, it wasn't that. It was that the Pistons traded him and didn't tell him. Which is like that's kind of scummy. Yes, but that's horrible. And that's another example of how inept the Pistons well, are in the front well, office. Okay. Well, well, Go well. Ahead. I literally heard every beat writer basically telling Drummond was wrong for doing that tweet. Like literally, they. It's like. It was very obvious, and the Pistons front office told him, "Hey, Andre, we are shopping you." Like of that, of course, no, no. He knew yeah. they were being shopped. It's yeah, but getting that's a, traded and but them Woj, not telling you—that is unacceptable. Is dude, that not unacceptable? No, it's not. You trade that, someone, Woj, you tell you're going to have to move dude, to another city, and we're just going to let you find dude, out. Trent, from, you know too much about the NBA to know that Andre Woj, Drummond is a real Woj, guy. He's a real guy. Oh my He's God. a genuine person. He's not one of these idiots who goes on <laughs> psychopaths who goes on Twitter and just chirps people. No, Andre Drummond's a real guy. Nobody loves- in the NBA okay. learns they get traded from the GM anymore. How Woj, about, how Woj if- knows before like the NBA office knows. Okay, well, no one told him. No one told him. He was told he was being actively shopped. Uh, look, what I'm grow up. Of course, he knew that. What I'm saying is, it was 20 minutes before the deadline when he got traded. And of course, if if yeah, Andre Drummond, it, happened like, it probably happened very quickly. And, yeah. Which is why he didn't find out about it until it was broken. Yeah. So what's it, it, like? It's not that big of a deal to me. Look, yeah, I guess I, I guess it's one. Let, thing, let me explain. It's one thing if you don't tell the guy like, "Hey, we're shopping you," but for for the trade to happen and him, like, Isaiah Thomas found it the same way when he got traded. He was like, "Oh yeah, like I got, you got a phone call, like oh I got traded by it, whatever." It's not it. Like if you, I get it, if they're like, "Yeah, we're keeping you around, we're not shopping." Like Blake Griffin when he got traded to the Pistons, yeah. Yeah. then I get it because they were like they did the whole like they retired, retired his jersey, retired yeah. his jersey in Staples Center, being like the first like Clipper or whatever, but like. Look, okay, I want to. He was actively shot. Like I don't, like you're, I don't you're know. Right. What... You're, you guys are right about that aspect. What I'm trying to say is, like, I just know this for a fact. If Andre Drummond knew that he was getting traded, or like, like knew that he got traded because it already happened. Yeah. His first initial like statement would be, "Thank you, Detroit." All, and he did say, "I love you, Detroit." At the end, it would be, "Thank you, Detroit," and it'd be like a lot of, you know, I've had a great time here, great whatever it was, six, seven years. I appreciate you guys. It would have been that. His first statement instead was, there's no loyalty or love in the NBA. With an organization that he spent count, like a bu- his entire career with, had a good relationship with the owner, and he's saying that about the Pistons. Like, I don't think he would say that if he actually, like, I, I don't know. I think I it was think a genuine tweet. Way, I think either way, if he were to get traded, which he obviously was, I think that tweet comes out. I, I think right, wrong, or indifferent. Woj him, knows him, so much. Him him getting traded, even if he was told, he would have tweeted like, wow, no loyal. Like, he got traded. We moved him to a different team. I think he would have either way just been like, yeah, wow, man, tough business. But, like, thanks, Detroit. Like, Well, you. and some of it also might have had something to do with the fact that he's going to Cleveland, like oh, whatever, another dude. Midwest like, city in a post-championship era of, like, Nothingness. At the same time, I mean, we I don't we haven't talked about the trade deadline, right? No. So I what I want to get your guys' thoughts on the deal because my thought is they had like 
they had to do it because they can't jeopardize the fact that he's an opt-in. And I think that was a whole the logic for the yes. Pistons. And people were very upset that with the return they, they got. Under, they don't understand how things work ever. Like, they are trying to clear. <laughs> they're trying to become clap. Oh, my God. There's the one, like, a clap. I meant cap flexibility. <laughs> they need cap flexibility for this summer and going forward because they're in the middle of a rebuild. And they're just deciding, hey, if we have cap flexibility, we can take on some bad contracts and get some younger assets Correct. in the mix, like the like the Brooklyn Nets did when they didn't have a draft pick for 15 years, basically, after the Kevin Garnett trade. So I think that's what the move was, giving yourself cap flexibility to be able to start doing some creative stuff for your rebuild. Yes, I think where, where the Pistons let themselves down was by not getting the deal done with the Hawks. And obviously, Clint Capella yes. went to the Hawks. You kind of shot yourself in the foot. So as the trade deadline grew closer, I had no idea the Cavs were a player for Andre at all because I think that the whole Tristan Thompson thing, were they going to move him, not move him, whatever. So this play for the Pistons came down to, look, we got a half hour till the trade deadline. One of two things is going to happen. He's going to walk for free or he's going to opt back in, and now our hands are tied with another $30 million contract when we could be trying to get better and build for the future. So what this was, obviously, does John Henson and Brandon Knight tickle your pickle and you go, oh, this is awesome. Like, like we, we No, got, no it doesn't. Not. That's yeah. not the point of the trade. The point of the trade was not to acquire two guys to come in and change the direction of your franchise. The point was, make the money work, you get a sweetener on top with the second round pick, and now as Colin said, you have money to acquire bad contracts if you have to that will in part bring you a first round pick multiple draft picks young guys that's just the way it's the way it works now I will say this too about the Pistons they needed to do more at the deadline and they failed to do that I, I will agree with you do I think that Andre Drummond is worth more than these three assets if you can call them assets 100% yes but they waited too long they couldn't find a good partner they clearly didn't negotiate well enough so you had to go panic button whatever screw it here we go Here here's what you get in return they, they should to move Derrick Rose between Markeith Morris and Langston Galloway. You, you have to, I have to imagine there was a second round pick out there somewhere for one of those guys, and you just didn't get it done. But as I said last week, not doing anything is worse than than, than doing something that looks bad. As a 2023 second round pick that could be middle to the bottom of the pack. Does that does that get me excited? No, it doesn't. But you're getting at least something in return and you're giving yourself the opportunity to make moves in the future that you wouldn't have otherwise had had you kept Andre through the end of the season. This team is not a playoff team. If they somehow do backdoor into the playoffs, they're going to get swept again. Bottom line, you can't sell me on anything else other than that. They're so not making the playoffs. It's a, it's a play for the future. It had to be done. I am thankful for Andre's time here. He's been very fun to watch. Are I you? wish him the best. I mean, yeah. I'm not. I mean, I am. I mean, he was like during during my years of of growing up through Pistons basketball. Andre Drummond was the face of the franchise for a handful of years before Blake came over. I he will was. say, Andre Drummond was like the one draft pick that did not fail. Like in that yeah. whole era, like exactly. It was, a, it was exactly. a very, it was a very good draft pick by the Detroit Pistons. He was a very good player. The Pistons never had the pieces around him to exactly. fully utilize him, except in his contract year with Reggie and him when they cooked. When they were the eight seed, and they lost the Cavs in four best yep. four game sweep ever yeah, seen. Really though, yeah. Seriously, people forget that. Lost but, uh, the champs. Yeah, whatever. But 
Tyree traveled. Come on. People forget that. <laughs> but uh, yeah. those teams are actually electric to go to. Sorry. I'm way off topic. But I, Andre said legacy in Detroit, though. I just, like, he won't have one. It's just going to be like Andre Drummond was on the Pistons. I think it's a bit more than that. I think you're selling him a bit short because again, I, he I'm, was he was the Pistons until Blake got here. No, no, that, I get that, that. Short They sold like the whole franchise, like oh, the best rebounder in the league, which he is. Yeah, which like he's a very good basketball. He's player. one of the best ever at that. Like no, 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 no. Yeah, he yeah. is. He's not. He's going to be the NBA's leading rebounder, barring major injury. Mm-hmm. Like he just is. But like, I, what did he do? Other than rebound, like they as like they didn't do anything as a team. They didn't win any playoff games. That's why I just feel, it will just be like Andre Drummond. Wow, he's a really good rebounder. But the Pistons, stu- the Pistons stunk then. It'll be like when Jerry Stackhouse was on yes. the Pistons well, during the Teal era, and he led the league, I believe, in scoring one year. People don't yeah. talk about Jerry Stackhouse as a Piston, except my dad and my brother who had season ticket holders I have for a the Teal Pistons. Pistons jersey. It's an electric jersey. Well, it's listen a, for two year olds, but it's. On on this front, I want to say one thing. Growing up, I was you know obviously a big Pistons fan, big Pistons historian. I love Dennis Rodman; that's like my guy. Yep. So I'm I always wondered like how the hell did Grant Hill not have his jersey retired? Yeah. And I'm I'm not comparing Andre to Grant Hill, but now it's kind of like many years did Grant Hill play? Five, like six or seven for the Pistons. Really? Six maybe. He I mean he started I mean, he, he was started nasty. out when the bad boys had those unis and then like moved into the teal era. So it had to have been at least like I mean five he played or six. A, he had to play with Dumars for I think. I yeah, think he did he, play with Dumar. I know he played yeah. with Dumar. Well, they won the title in ninety and wait, wouldn't the Duke I think Duke won it in ninety one and ninety two. Yeah, back to back. Or something like that. And Grant Hill was on both those teams and then he was there. I'm I'm looking it up right now. And I guess I guess my point is like Andre Drummond is a guy who like Yes, he won a few rebounding titles. He made a few All Star games, and like you said, he was the face of the franchise for a handful of years. I am appreciative of his time, and, and like he he was the constant the whole time. Like right, because yes, because yes. you were like, oh well, we got Greg Monroe here, but like Andre is going to be the guy because they let Monroe walk, and like we're going to bring Josh Smith in here to stretch the floor and give Andre a little bit more spacing, and then we're going to bring Blake over because Andre will benefit from that because yeah. Blake and DeAndre Jordan played well together. All that. It's great. In terms of just getting something back for Andre Drummond, I think the Pistons did fine, I guess, with all things considered. Because like you said, Rabinowitz, you detailed the whole thing. They botched it way earlier on. But on, yep. in terms of just like the trade deadline in the last Thursday. What like, year is it? 2020. Is that the year with the second round pick where people are just trying to get draft picks in it because it could be the one and done, like that end of the one and done? Oh, no, oh, oh, this, I'm sorry. I thought you asked what year we currently are in. This, I did, I did this, too. Pick, I was... this pick is a 2023 pick. Oh, so it's not. I think it's 2021 is the year yeah, that everyone's yeah. yeah trying to get pits in. Yeah. yeah. So so I guess on that front, thank you, Andre. Whatever the Pistons got something. <laughs> yeah. And then I am completely thank God they did not trade Luke Kennard. And I will only say that yeah, one time, yep. Luke Kennard is going to come back this year, and he's going to like he's averaging 16 a game this year, yeah. 15.8. He's going to come back in these games whenever he's healthy, and he's going to probably average 20 because the Pistons stink. And then you're going to go into next season with a trio of Luke Kennard, Bruce Brown, and Sekou Dumboya, who, by the way, there's a few concerns with Dwayne Casey. Did you guys see those yeah, comments? He's been, yeah, yeah. Where he's tough not, stretch. Where he's just, he's just not trying. Well, yeah, he just – but, you know, I, yeah. He's, yeah. He called out him, Bone, and – I don't know. He called out and Louis Ken. Okay. Who I, I mean, think should get some more minutes. And look, Sekou's 19 years old. Like, let's just tell how it is. He's but, probably going to grow into himself a little bit more and grow up. But and that was the concern more. coming out of the draft that his effort was an issue. Yeah. With, I, the, I get it. No, but like, I know what you're saying. He's when, not in shape. Like, he's not. Yeah. 
No. He, he doesn't have, like, an NBA body. He does no. in terms of, like, length, but not. No, but, like, I get what Casey's wanting out of him. He's like, hey, you could be, like, past all Siakam, maybe. If you, once you grow in your body and you have the motor like that guy. Because yeah. past all Siakam is a guy who's not, ma- like, he's he's a pretty skilled player, but he just has such a high motor. Yeah. That makes him so good, and he's such a good defender. And that's why he's so valuable to the Toronto Raptors. And he saw that progression. And a guy like Seku Demboye, whose comp is... Like Pastel Siakam. Siakam and like a poor. I mean, everyone's saying Giannis. He's not going to be Giannis. But no, like but he's the same type of player. It's, no, it's pa- and people want to say that because they're all European or yeah. international players. But like, if you actually look at and like watch their games, Seku is a like Pastel type of player. Yeah, he plays the same way. Like same way. Tries Except to get to the rim. A little bit more athletic than Pastel Siakam. Yeah, he actually is. And Pastel and Siakam young. is probably a little bit longer than Demboye. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't know. The bottom, bottom line is like, go, yeah, go for no, it. I'll just say the bottom line in my eyes with the Drummond thing is $30 million is not where you can, that's not a position to invest $30 million in in today's no, it's NBA. Just, it's just not. It's just not. And that's what you, that's what it came down to. They, the Pistons didn't do their job of putting players around Andre to make that whole thing work. So you have to tear it down. It starts with him. I don't know if Blake is next. Blake's going to make like $40 million next Blake year. Blake is not getting traded. His contract's immovable. Right. So that's, again, you're stuck with him I, until... Can you just buy Blake out, please? No, I don't just, Why not? No, I don't why not? I, I, I'd i rather do it now than be stuck with him for another three years. Yeah, but then you're paying out that money for like yeah. another 10 years. That's a tough, it's a tough handicap no, to put I, yourself I in. No, I understand. I'm, just, uh, he's I'm just, just saying. I'd rather just put it to bed and move well, on. I I don't think, Blake has been good when he's been healthy. Yeah. Like, and, 40 million and we've talked good. about, no, I get that. I understand that. And like I say, it's an immovable contract, but a lot of people said Chris Paul's contract was not being able to move from the Rockets. And guess what? Like, guess what he's been in Oklahoma City? Like, they looked like geniuses for making that move right now. Yeah, if Blake could come back and, like, put together some resemblance of what he looked like last season, then, yeah, you could He's him. not the same play. Like, obviously his physical skills have diminished, and they're not the same like the high flyer, but that's not what his game's predicated on right. anymore. So I still think he'd be a pretty productive NBA player and a good guy to have around for a rebuild. Yep. Pistons, yeah. embrace the tank. It's happening. You're going to lose. It's going to be a tough couple of years. Yep. And this half season. No, but it, it, if you do it correctly, it doesn't have to be like 10 years like it was before because right. they never did it correctly. Well, yes, they were trying and trying and trying. To, they, they exhausted every option for Andre. I mean, that's what they were doing. They no, were but like, like even before Andre, they never were bad enough to get into the top yeah. three of the lottery. Yeah. They never embraced that. Yeah, and you that. need that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's... Okay, well, we'll move on from Pistons here. We'll now do Who Am I to end the show, America's favorite segment. Uh Let's see, we had so last week. If you want to go back and listen to the the two previous podcasts to play along in this game, uh, I am two and zero, not a big deal. Trent, you are also two and zero. Ryan Collins one and one. He bought. Which one did you botch? I said Java best when Instead he said Lewis he Dalmas was on. One. Yeah, Lewis Dalmas. Right. So uh, if you, if you're the first time, if it's the first time for you listening into the Who Am I segment, uh, one of us will read a series of uh, what was it facts about a specific Detroit sports player past or current, future wouldn't make any sense, past or current player, uh, the other two guys will try to guess when they hear the clues. They can buzz in at any time and write down on the piece of paper that we have in front of us who you think it is. Give it to Trent. Trent will say if we're correct or not. We will reveal who the player is at the end of the segment. Uh, do you have your paper, Collins? Uh, yeah. I thought I put one over there for you. Uh, okay, so Trent, it is your turn this week to do the Who Am I? And without further ado. So anyone got a pen? Let's get rolling. Yeah, I got, I got, I got one for okay. you. We, got, we can share one. All right. Uh, yeah. Here's the first clue. 
I played for three teams in my NFL career. Okay. Hang on, let me take my notes here. NFL, three teams. Okay. Clue number two, my career spanned 12 seasons. Mm. Clue number three, I played for three seasons with the Detroit Lions. This is gonna be tough. This is gonna be tough. Clue number four, I made three Pro Bowls in my career, none of which were worth Detroit. That's huge, nice caveat in there. Number five, I started for three years in high school as a fullback and four years as a linebacker. Number six, I, I, know it. I have my high school's scoring record and graduated with a 4.0. That's just kind of a fun little thing. Scoring no. record like basketball? No, football, like uh, points. I should have said that differently, my bad. You can't ask questions. Sorry. That was a question. It's a, vi okay, a okay, violation. Okay. All right, all right. It's okay. Clue number seven. After high school in Iowa, I played college football in the Big 12. While at school, I switched to defense full time. Collins is correct. Collins just submitted his guess and he is correct. Collins, you're a beast for that because there's another clue about the college coming if up. If you bring up college stuff, I, I can yeah, put two uh, and two okay, together. Okay, all right, all right. Rabinowitz, you can get this. Let me keep going. In 2000, I was awarded the Dratty Trophy given to the college football player with the best combo of academics, community service, and on-field performance. That doesn't help. As a senior in high school, or excuse me, as a senior in college, I was first team all Big 12. I was drafted in 2001 to the Arizona Cardinals. I did not know that. And my first few years were a struggle thanks to an ACL tear. My first Pro Bowl season came in 2006 when I replaced Hall of Famer Jason Taylor. That's, I, that's, your, that's your position, Hint. I will tell you, if you tell his previous team towards the Lions, we've been on just I am. I, it's, it's coming. It's coming. It's so obvious at that point. I later signed a four-year deal with the Tennessee Titans. Got it. Yeah, you should have that. You keep have going, it? Well, keep going, though, because okay. I, I, I'm going to write it down. But After signing with the Lions, I was reunited with Jim Schwartz, who was my defensive coordinator in Tennessee. That's just a little, you know, yeah. give you context for what time this is. I started every game I played for the Lions playing at defensive end. I wore an odd jersey number. <laughs> I am bald. <laughs> do, you, do you know who it is? Yeah, okay, I, but keep reading them okay. for people playing at home. I yeah. have facial hair and my eyes are not a normal color. Well, they are well, they normal are, color, but, but they, he, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, he had That's red it. contacts. That's all 19 clues. Rabinowitz is submitting his question, his answer, and Rabinowitz is correct. Kyle Vandenbosch is the correct din, answer. Din, din. By the way, Kyle Vandenbosch went to Nebraska, which at the time was yeah. a Big 12 school. Now wow. is a Big 10 school. Which one did you get it on? Big 12 school. Ka yeah, Collins got it on when I was saying, and I said, yeah, yeah, hold up. I'll, when I'll he remember said three Pro Bowls without the Detroit Lions, 12 years, and then he said, he went to a Big 12 school, and I just thought. And you already made the thing that he. He's from Iowa. And yeah. then I said that he made three Pro Bowls, none with Detroit, played 12 seasons. So Vandenbosch. Yeah. Yeah. 
Incredible. That's pretty impressive, Collins. That's I'm a good. Got that quick. I, like, I'm, I'm looking good at with the colleges. I'm dude. looking at the clues before that, and nothing's very like stand out obvious to you. That's unbelievable. I'm very good with colleges. Well, you guys both got it. Good you job. are. I'm. I. I. I'm. I'm three and zero on the show. By the way. Good job. Not a big deal. Kyle Vanabosch, By the way, I was gonna do that before I did Louis Delmas, but that was like. I was I thinking. I had. I had. Fun. I definitely had Kyle Vandenbosch in the back of my mind to do eventually. He's but. a fun player. Yeah. He was like my favorite lion when he was here. Brought the intensity. I love it. All right, guys. Well, that might be it. That was a great show. What time were we at? One eighteen. Oh, that's not terrible. I this thought it was felt like, like it was going for yeah, four hours. Yeah, because we did so many topics. And we have another pod to do after this. You're out. We, we got. Yeah, we I'm, have I'm, out, I'm out. I got to go study a, for an Well, exam. we have a video to shoot with yeah. with Aiden, and we have another Ooh. video for us three to do. What? What video do you have to shoot for his crunch time or whatever? How long is that going to take? Like, probably ten minutes. Less than that. I'll get you. I, I'll get you McDonald's on the way home. You want McDonald's, Colin? I have to go back and do homework at the Tom Arts building. Pit stop. Uh, pit stop. How about we go to Kidoba? What was that from Cars? I'll get you, yeah, pit stop. Yeah, <laughs> Luigi. Yeah. That's funny. That's funny. Okay. I like but, that. Without further ado, friends, listen to endless love in the dark, dude. <laughs> First of all, no, 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 no. This is a question to our older viewers. Did. Was endless love? I know endless love was a movie in the '80s, I believe. Right? Was this song I, from I the original know. movie? I don't know. Because, let us know. Because, there, yeah, let us know. Sorry. Let us just know. A, just a concern. Okay. Well, that's all for today's episode of the Motown Rundown. For Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins, I am Ryan Rabinowitz. Submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show at Motown underscore Rundown on Twitter or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Do not miss a single episode of the Motown Rundown. We are now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. New episodes every week. Happy Valentine's Day, folks. Even to you single folks out there like me, Trent, and Collins. What? Dude, you are... <laughs> yeah, it's not, like, Rabinowitz no, is trying to yeah, find a date on no. this podcast. Well, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. But anyway, <laughs> it's a little ridiculous. Ladies, ladies, call me. See you next week. have been listening to the Motown Rundown brought to you by Impact 89 FM WDBM for all your Michigan State and Detroit sports coverage visit impact89fm.org sports and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes